mountaintop Burning like a silver flame The summit of beauty and love Andrea is her name She's got us Yeah baby, she's got us I am Andrea I'm your fire with your desire Welcome back, Grooving Gods and Goddesses. I'm Andrea Land, your Grooving Goddess on this podcast, and I am really excited to finally be bringing you the wonderful interview that I did Monday with Ashley of Divine Dingo. She has a podcast called Divine Dingo Podcast on all platforms, and then uh, in show notes and at the end of the, the interview, we give other ways you can contact her as well for uh, readings or any other things about the animal realm. She is an ambassador to the animal realm and it is really uh, was just such a wonderful time. We could have stayed on the phone for another hour, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but get a hold of her, follow her, listen to her podcast. I really enjoy it. The most recent episode, she interviewed another wonderful person from the community we're in. Um, and she is a dragon uh, communicator and expert there. So there's just so many fascinating lightworkers and new ways of being in this new world that we're all creating together and I know I don't need to apologize to Ashley but uh, I did take a while to get this out because of the really heavy dragging full moon energy combined with a lot of chaos and crazy this week. I had two family birthdays on the same day yesterday. And then this um, app, which is normally totally well behaved, just it was doing a funny little thing with editing and wouldn't let me change the name of a segment. And I just decided, you know what, it'll let me do it when I'm ready. So uh, thank you for your patience and me getting this out, Ashley, and for being on the podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you about some of this stuff again in the future. So uh, everyone enjoy and thank you for coming back and make sure you follow Ashley everywhere. Welcome back, Radiant Beings. I am Andrea Land, your grooving goddess, and I am so excited today to have Ashley from Divine Dingo. Uh, she is an ambassador from the animal realm, and she has uh, done a wonderful reading for my own pet and animal companion, and uh, she's going to tell us all about what she does. Welcome, Ashley. I am Hi, so so happy to me. have you with us. Um, there's I, so many questions, I'm sure, when it comes to the animal realm, and it'll be interesting to see if any listeners, um, you know, email you or me or have anything to say about this, because I have a feeling that uh, a lot of people could really benefit from your ambassador communication with the animal realm. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think it's really important that we 
uh, take time to try and really communicate with our animals. And we're doing it with our pets all the time, whether we so hear them in our minds or not. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we've all had that experience, you know, even before I understood that I could um, telepathically communicate with animals, I mm-hmm. already knew that I was talking to them. Um, especially dogs. Um, they're just, for me, they, they're just the easiest to tap into. And I think that um, for all of us, if we have a dog in the house, we know that they are talking to us and we are talking to them. It's just like our own communication that we form together. It's yeah, I completely species, so. uh, vibe with that. I, you know, as you know, my, I just adopted for the listeners, I just adopted a, um, a Shih Tzu that is eight years old and she happens to be blind. She was um, not being well cared for and her eyes uh, were so bad that they had to take them out. And so not only is she, you know, new to the household, but she's new to being blind. And um, Ashley gave me such a great uh, reading with her. And um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about how you um, communicate with people's furry companions or feathered companions? <laughs> yeah, let's not leave out our feathered companions. Um, I... So I'm uh, developing exactly how I would say like the structure of how I like to give the readings, but I know that um, part of me would like there to be a structure, but I am understanding to kind of just um, surrender to the flow and understand that while there are similarities in every reading I have done so far, each one is different in that. I am tapping into a completely right. different energy. And so I can't expect, right. So I can't expect one um, highest form to communicate with me in the same way at the same tempo as one in the past. So it's like, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. remind myself to stay very open every time I uh, call in a highest self. So basically what I have found um, so far, what, I need to do a reading is basically just the um, name of the human who has reached out to me, um, who has a relationship with the animal, and then the name of that animal. And then um, I get myself grounded and I um, try to tap into my own personal energy and my I uh, create a channel to the earth and then from the sun, the solar energy down and then I just um I call the name that the pet has in this life um and I ask it to come to me and um yeah and then I just wait and then I see uh what comes up and then from there it's like uh yesterday I actually had my first one who um it's highest self did not show it to me first um it was like it's past life came in first. And so then I had to use just some of my discernment, which I'm also learning. And I was like, this isn't your <laughs> highest form. And then uh, they were like, yeah, you're right. We'll go get that it. is really like, okay. funny. I love that. And, you know, I was going to um, tell you while we were on here, uh, part of what uh, Ashley told me about Sophie. Um, and by the way, Sophie has just like melted into a happy bliss ball right now while I'm on the phone with you. <laughs> so she's really feeling you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you got here. horse spirit as um, her highest self that came through to you. And 
it's been really helpful having that information because she has these funny behaviors that are not like any dog I've ever seen. But once you said the horse spirit thing, they made perfect sense to me. Um, Cause she especially does this thing like with her affection where she kind of like rubs against you with her head and neck the way a horse would. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, really? so now every time she does those horsey things, you know, I'm like, okay, little horse dog. <laughs> yeah. She's so funny. Small like too. she's this tiny little dog um, and she's containing this giant spirit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and horse spirit will help. It helps her transition um, from being a seeing eye dog to not mm -hmm. being able to have that mm -hmm. sense of sight. Um, yeah, just having that strong will. Um, I did also uh, just uh, when I was tapping into Sophie's energy, I made a point to just check in with uh, where her eyes would be and then her third eye ah, just kind of like mm -hmm. open them up a little um, so that she could energetically see a bit more just to just check in to see if it's clear and I ask uh the highest self's permission once if I like find any like energy blockages before I mm -hmm. were to try and clear anything for them I check in I'm like this is what I've noticed can I clear it for you because they can do right. it themselves and so I don't want to assume that that's a really good point you know I think uh because I know I do it myself sometimes um especially like with my kids maybe we we feel like we have the ability to help something but sometimes we forget that oh maybe that's not part of their journey for me to do that you know <laughs> so the permission thing and just being right. aware of that is so right. great but that is wonderful I will and you know it's kind of funny because what I've been trying to do to help her is uh put pictures in my mind like speak to her in pictures uh, almost like let her use my eyes kind of thing mm -hmm. and um that seems to be helping her uh get around but that's wonderful that she'll just be able to use that third eye and see everything uh that way um, so, uh, when yeah. did you, like, have you been talking to animals your whole life? Do you remember when you kind of went, I think there's something more to this than, than the usual? Um, well, looking back on my childhood, I used to, I grew up on like maybe two acres of property, which oh, was mostly lovely. forest. And I would, um, yeah. And I would go into the woods and I, um, always felt like when I walked into the woods, mm -hmm. everything was talking to me. Um, all of the, the squirrels and the birds and the trees and the bugs and everything. And when I went in, I lit up and then the forest lit up. And um, I hadn't thought about that experience that I had pretty regularly too much until um, mm -hmm. I was older and I was uh, really understanding how everything is connected and how things that we uh, kind of just put off as imagination or childlike wonder when we got to like our teenage years um, is actually real if we allow it to be. And um, I actually, so recently I, I've always had people call me an mm -hmm. animal whisperer, a dog whisperer. I'm the animal lady and mm -hmm. animals have always just come to me. Um, and I have had, 
various people just look at me that uh, have a spiritual practice. And if they do a reading, they're like, do animals just come to you? Do you, because you have a, a deep connection with them. And I've always just kind of like, uh -huh. been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But can you tell me about the relationship <laughs> that I'm having? You know? Yeah, it's just so like, <laughs> we've all been there, right? Where we're just like, yeah, I know I have these abilities. But right. Like, Does this boy so like folks or what? Our um, 3D. <laughs> A personal life path journey that we miss like the greater potential of ourselves it's like we all because we're we're here to have that human experience so we have to give ourselves permission to kind absolutely of get lost in it sometimes, i don't right? think i would have learned as much if i hadn't mm -hmm. just leaned into things and and i went through periods of my life like that uh where i just you know i knew what i felt my truth was but I was too busy, you know, grinding and working and like doing all the 3D things and having the experiences and working through the karma and the trauma and going through all that. Um, but I can really relate to what you're talking about, about walking in the forest and hearing all the animals. And because I've I've always um, mm -hmm. felt that too, that animal communication. I, my, you know, I am not an ambassador for the animal realms. <laughs> That is not my expertise, but it, I, you know, I know it's there <clears throat> and I really think that, um, especially our, our companions, you know, our furry companions, whether we call them a familiar or a fur baby or our, um, our animal spirit or our animal guide, they, uh, really enrich our lives. And, um, I know when I lost my, my last little, Puppo, she was 13 and she'd been with me her whole life basically and we were we were very close and I, I that was a hard loss <laughs> I you know I felt the 3d grief and then yeah. and then the um the spiritual effect of it so what you're doing can really help people um and I think it's beautiful it's wonderful that you're embracing your your true self and Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, and I really like what you said about how you feel like you have also felt that you can communicate with animals because um, that is something that I have kind of been, I, I'm trying to piece out, is it because I'm so excited to figure out that I can do it or if it is something that, and I I do believe I'm supposed to be teaching people how to tap in and yeah, communicate with their animals. Yeah, I could definitely see that um, for you and, because, and really responding to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, because for me, animal communication is, uh, like the tip of the iceberg of what I am here to do and what my purpose is. Um, I know that it is just like the, the starting point of, um, my path. And so it's, it's here to, as if I can focus on developing my abilities, communicating with animals and then healing them energetically, which I think is like the next step that I am uh, going to incorporate mm -hmm. in offerings um, is so that is just the next step. But mm -hmm. then I know that there's just more and more and more. And one of my, um, I got a reading uh, and one of my guides in the reading was like, once you think that you have hit you know, you've hit this and you've gotten to the bottom of it and you've discovered all that you can go deeper, keep going deeper. And so um, what I'm really excited is once I can figure out, you know, 
more or less a step-by-step on how to uh, establish a connection with an animal telepathically. I can teach other people to do it because I honestly believe most of us That's can wonderful. Do it. And uh, what a world we would live in if we could just always, you know, especially with our, you know, if you, if you share a home with an animal, you are tapped in mm-hmm. to that animal's energy. You guys both are together constantly and you are in each other's energy fields. And of course you can communicate. And, you know, maybe I can also teach people how to feel it in their body and how to, you know, kind of not judge yourself when you are hearing and seeing different things come in, you know, because it's hard for me when you're asking me to tap into um, a blind Shih Tzu, and I'm like, I think that she's right. a horse spirit. You're thinking, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard for me not to judge myself, right? And then, and then I have to tell somebody that who's, right. who trusts me that what I'm saying, you know. And it's like, oh, I think that your animal is a horse, you know. And so it's, um, yeah. But it's just really, and as I'm developing it, I. Um, and also, you know, everything that I just said about trying to teach people not to judge it. Right. I, like I said, I'm trying not to judge what is coming up for me either. And my guides have been very clear on tell people what comes up. Just tell them, let them know. Even when mm-hmm. I like am second guessing it, my guides like they don't want me to. Yeah, do I've been getting so. that energy a lot. And I, I love what you said about, um, you know, feeling that everyone can learn how to do these things. Cause I, I believe that too. I think that's part of what the role of those of us who are already awake to a lot of this, that's our role to fill is teaching others. Um, because these are, these are things that, you know, a lot of us believe it's kind of what I believe that they're encoded within us. And these are all abilities we have. They've just been shut off by, uh, our 3d world over the eons <laughs> that we've all been here playing this game. Uh, right. Well, that is really exciting. I, I could just, I could totally see you, you know, coming up with a great modality to teach people how to do this and tap into that part of themselves. And then also definitely uh, the healing, um, even though, you know, maybe you weren't intentionally uh, doing it at the time, Sophie totally felt better after connecting with you last week and um, being heard and having her body scanned and everything. She's just been a frisky little pup. So um, I thank you for that. Well, it's something that um, you just said when uh, about Sophie afterwards and you said that she had been heard um, when I, when I read for her that she'd been seen. Um, I have, uh, kind of been, uh, I've been trying to figure out how to contain or practically go about my desire to open up every cage, uh, that an animal is in and like burn down every zoo and rodeo and like sea world and things like that. Once I free all the animals, because that is like mm-hmm. such a raging desire in me. Um, because I have lived every life as an animal before. And so one of uh, the people that I, I talk to about a lot about my abilities and who's kind of been like a mentor for me has told me that I have experienced what it's like to be kept in a cage and to be um, poached and to be um, just murdered and abused and things like that. And so it's like all of this rage that comes up when I see somebody just walking their dog oh, and like right. on their leash when the mm-hmm. dog just wants to smell Aww. something. And it's like, 
I've done that before, but, but like to a dog, you know, cause it's like, come on, you don't have to smell everything. But when I see, um, now being more aware of myself, um, when I see it's like, just, just give them a chance to just be a dog or just whatever. But, um, I, I got a reading done where I asked one of my guides, I was like, what do I do about wanting to, to unlock every cage? Because it doesn't seem right practical. Um, and the woman who's doing the reading for me said, well, there is a difference between physically unlocking a cage and then giving the animal permission to be seen mm -hmm. by you. And that is in and of itself unlocking a cage for them because so many people, which I for honestly forget about this, but so many people just see animals as these like instinct driven, robotic, predictable creatures of the woods that don't have emotion and don't have um critical thinking and don't enjoy right. life right um and so so animals are just they're they're abused physically and they're abused energetically because there is no recognition there's no reverence right. for them and so just yeah and and while i will still find a way to free as many animals as I can and uh, just tear down um, establishments like, like big game. They're not zoos, but they're like, there's one here on the coast of Oregon where they just have like lions and tigers right. and chimpanzees, like in these small cages, like in, on the coast of Oregon where it gets like Aww. 40 degrees and rain. Yeah. Like a real tiger king situation. Um, I, are... I, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Oh my gosh. I, I am not, a, I, when I first heard about that show, I knew right away yeah. I was not going to watch it um, because we're like idolizing right. people who abuse mm -hmm. animals. Right. And they're like, well, it's not so much about, you know, uh, the animals and them being in captivity, but it's about the people. And it's like, don't you think that more people will want to pay money to go to these big game uh, mm -hmm. jails, prisons for animals just because they're like, wow, the people that own this must be crazy. I'd love right. to get a sneak peek at them. And you're just putting money into the hands of people that don't. And I'm not saying, because when I was at this, this uh, place where it was like a, a safari mm -hmm. zoo or something that they called it, I could actually see that the caregivers it's I energetically they there was one guy there who mm -hmm. actually loved every animal and I was really happy that he was there but it did not take away from the fact that there was a leopard um in oh, a gosh. very small enclosure in Oregon who just looked me dead in the eye for like two minutes straight and I was just crying because I, I was trying I was trying to tell this might sound horrible but I was like you know you can just eat all these people and you get out of here right it's like you know that once they they could just open the cage and you could just bolt yeah. out give them one good bite yeah. and just run that's right I could totally um, feel that <laughs> the animal in me was like look if they're gonna keep you in cages you gotta do something but um I am hoping to to really just sit on and resonate in that advice of, um, okay, me giving them permission to be seen as their highest self, right? Because, I mean, you've probably, you can probably remember a time when Andrea just felt right. like you were Andrea and just like, 
just a person that nobody noticed and somebody came around that had this magic mm-hmm. in them and they saw you and how many how much that opened up for mm-hmm. you personally and and just and I've had that experience and so I've I'm hoping that once I can get a better understanding of how what I can offer and how it all comes together that I can, I can give that to, to animals and, and to notice them and see them and give them permission to exist beyond um, what humans Mm -hmm. believe that they are. That is beautiful. I, Mm -hmm. I really feel that. And um, I, I, so you feel like this is your first human lifetime. Is that? Wow. Um, Yes. Yeah. And it has, uh, that is, yeah. Yeah. So that is I mean, really I've struggled cool. with, um, right. It's, it's, it is really cool. And I, mm-hmm. I don't take it lightly. Um, because I was told, um, I had a reading done, uh, mm-hmm. by Mela Shea. Wonderful goddess herself. Mayla channeled <laughs> for me. I me too. love Mela. Uh, Mela was a huge, uh, activator for me uh Mela and uh, their cat Henry for sure we're both uh Henry gave me away within two minutes of my reading and Mela was like uh I think you're from the animal realm you're an animal realm ambassador so and I'm like dang it Henry you gave me away um uh Uh, you were talking about Mela and you were talking about um oh being from the animal realm and taking that seriously and how you felt about that oh right yeah okay, <laughs> that's okay <laughs> you know what we're allowed to be human <laughs> i don't think anyone expects us i mean we listen yeah. to podcasts that's how we met we're all podcast fans and it's conversational and that's okay we're not you know on fox news or something right. <laughs> <laughs> God, I try to be such a perfectionist with my podcast. I cut out every um and little, and I just sometimes I'm like, Ashley, just don't you want to just present yourself mm-hmm. how that you are? That is a really good know? point. So I love that. Point. Yeah, go with that feeling. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. um, how do you feel about yeah. being a okay, um, from the animal realm and never having been human up to now? Well, I feel like I spent um, like 26 years not knowing that I was from the animal realm. And a part of me was like, you wasted all this time. Um, I know that feeling. Because, yeah. And because Mela, the, the picture that they painted for me was that um, we were basically sitting around in a meeting in the animal realm. And they were like, we need somebody to go back um, to incarnate in their next life as a human who wants to do it. You know, I'm sure, you know, the, the right. language is probably a little bit different and not right. in English at all. But um, apparently I raised my hand to volunteer and that was the energy that Mela was picking up on. And that, that has stuck with me in um, trying to find peace in being here mm-hmm. at this time too. Um, especially during, you know, watching our civilization right. basically collapse. It's a pretty intense um, time. <laughs> and what that means. <clears throat> right. And like, what is my purpose in all of that? And um, knowing that I volunteered to be here to come back as a human. I also think that a part of me as an animal um, and only having, because my highest self just prefers mm-hmm. to incarnate as an animal. And um Maybe uh, I kind of like was laughing at the thought of maybe my highest self was like, 
Yeah, whatever. It's not so. I mean, I've been an animal like a thousand lifetimes, and I've had to survive in brutal (laughs) um, environments and whatever. Being a human will be no big deal. Throw me in there. I'll just convince all of them to give a shit about animals, and then I'll get out. No big deal. And then I came as a human, and I completely forgot all of it. And then I got wrapped up in: Am I pretty? Am I smart? Am I funny? Am I wanted here? And just had these like intense. And I'm like. I am a, a Cancer mm. Sun and mm-hmm. a Libra Moon, and um, so I just feel my emotions run so deep. Like I am just so uh, sensitive. Um, I just, just, I just have a, a lot of human emotions and human experience that I'm trying to kind of like dig through and process, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's it's just like oh i i came here for the animals immediately <laughs> forgot and then have just been like drowning in this human experience trying to figure out like what the point of it right. all is and then so it's just and and i know a lot of us have had that where we're like where do we fit in mm-hmm. where do we belong um and some of us come from a different planet right, right? or some of us come um from you know from the underworld or we just come from all these different places um and we're just trying to kind of get back to who we are. And when we're trying to get back to who we are, we, um, you know, it's, it's a process. And I'm just trying to give myself permission to have the human experience because um, I came here to experience being a human to better serve the animals. And so um, as much as I do just want to, like, take all my clothes off and go into the woods <laughs> and never come back. Um... Sounds good to me. <laughs> I... I know, right? Um, I'm still trying to like, okay, figuring out this human thing is supposed to benefit the animal somehow. So I'm just going to like try to settle into it for mm-hmm. at least a little while, right? Yeah, I really, uh, yeah. I really understand that. Um, you have a very interesting take on everything that I think is going to be so powerful to the world right now and and you're you're on this amazing track with this animal communication and and um, healing and teaching and I'm just so excited to see how that all develops for you and I think there's going to be you know more and more um, coming for you in that that arena and you'll be helping so many people uh and you're right like we don't give animals enough credit and part of you know balancing the earth right now and loving uh, Gaia the earth mother is loving the animals and honoring them and there are so many ways in which we haven't been doing that uh forever um and so I I feel like Mm -hmm. you are really going to um inspire a lot of people to change the way they look at their relationship with nature and animals and the earth and i think that's a beautiful thing thank you yeah that is uh that is the ultimate goal to kind of uh use this personality that i've stepped into to uh to continue Mm -hmm. to be relatable right to people and so that i can kind of meet them in their Mm -hmm. human experience um and then I don't know, so just ease in there that we should just like, maybe not ease in there, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how exactly I want to jump into like, 
we should give a shit about animals right right right? it's so um i'm trying not to because i've had people talk to me about these things in the past and it's like while i always deeply have cared and about the environment and um the wrongdoings of humans to earth and to animals i um even when a person is saying things that I 100% agree with, if they are too aggressive, right, right, it's and and, so and, and it's been we've I'm been beaten to... over the head with everything because of the way our media right. operates uh, and social media and news, just everything. And whether it's a good idea or not, like you're saying, it can just be very people have a natural repulsion to anything that's being forced on them. And so it's like how because i have that energy of um we should mm-hmm. just be doing it by now like here just see this information take right. it and do better um but i understand that uh you know i feel like that's the big cat energy in me that's the, mm-hmm. the tiger in me um that is like just you know so i'm trying to incorporate because i've been almost every animal that is on the planet i've i've had an experience either being them or being another animal and mm-hmm. encountering all the animals so um i know that i can call on different energies of different animals to help me and so i'm trying to um got one of my friends i was like i'm just i'm an animal and i need to figure it out now and i just need to do everything now and they were like why don't you call the energy that is fantastic well i think i have plenty of sloth <laughs> energy just by the nature of some of the periods of my life uh, i've had some physical challenges and there were times when the treatments and things that i was having to do i sure felt like a sloth <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <clears throat> the wise sloth. Yeah. We can learn yep, a lot. Yep, yep. Don't lot, be in so. too much of a hurry, you know? Yeah. Everything's fine, bro. I just yeah. love them because they're, like, in their own yeah. kind of, You know, they're probably just in their own timeline where, to them, it's not slow. It's, like, normal, you know? <laughs> it just looks slow to the rest yeah, of us. exactly. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, because time, time moves differently. But I have so much, like, mm-hmm. bear energy and because like a bear is one of my main guides and like mm-hmm. a big cat and so i'm just trying to like okay and then obviously um i've been the the name divine dingo came from um i have chosen to incarnate as a wild dog a dingo a wolf um and a dolphin mm-hmm. most times apparently and um and then also just i have a bear guide and then a big cat guide that is always with me and so i'm I'm, like I said, I'm just trying to like not be so polar bear energy at people. Want to right. Bears <laughs> to Pick the animal that's not going to eat their yeah, face off. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So it's like I'm trying to like not have eat your face off energy to everybody yeah. I come in contact <laughs> with. But, um, you know, sometimes it yeah. just comes out. What can I <laughs> well, say? Take it you know, we have to go with it. This is how we're all learning. Um, so while you yeah. were talking, after I mentioned um, pulling a couple cards for you, if you wanted me to, and then you kept talking, I was just shuffling and playing with cards. And um, the ones that came up are pretty cool. And I can't wait to show you the pictures of them. <laughs> We're off this call. Uh, well, first of all, because, <laughs> um, you know, I told you this is the Muse uh, tarot deck. So um, it's all. Okay. Uh, 
fem, you know, divine feminine, divine masculine. Um, but the, the suits are a little different. So first of all, <laughs> we got the priestess, <clears throat> which is, um, such a cool card. I can't wait to send this to you. It has symbols on it. Um, and a crescent moon. It's just gorgeous. But, um, just the key words from that, uh, intuitive powers and powerful nudges from spirit, psychic dreams, a time to listen to your instincts, introspection, visions, and hearing the heavens, keeping secrets, hidden wisdom, allowing your projects to gener germinate in the numinous space of the liminal. Wow, that's a crazy sentence right there. Allowing your projects to germinate <laughs> in the numinous space of the liminal. I'm going to have to... Yeah, that is wild. I'll be sure I write that down um, in the email yeah. when I sent it to yeah. you. Because um, I've played a lot around with like mm -hmm. um, the in-between space um, and the liminal space like really resonates because I think that that's where I spend uh -huh. a lot of time energetically. Um, um, uh, and this no, book I was just going to say um, in each of these cards, there's a prompt, which is kind of like the whisper of in inspiration from that muse. And it says sacred sheer. Yeah, that is really good. Um, I love that. And then what really made me laugh is um, then I we got the strength card, which is, uh-huh. <laughs> so we got the strength card and, uh, you know, beautiful uh, muse is sitting on the head of a regal lion um, standing in front of um, a pyramid and... Gentle influence and strength, courage, fierce serenity, innocence, pure thoughts and actions, honest tranquility, gentle leadership, flexibility and strength in the face of uncertainty, purity, integrity. The prompt is the gentle courage of angels. So you are in there. You are doing what you're meant to be doing. And it's very exciting. I love that the liminal space resonated for you. Can I take you back to where you were there before I interrupted you? I'm just so excited about these cards. Oh, yeah. I think that you and I have been like jumping in on each other like, oh, look at this cool yep. thing I have or this cool thing. And <laughs> I do too. I like that energy. I like when people are excitable like that because I am that way. And so... Um, Oh, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the liminal space. Um, there's a book that I was reading uh, called Our Wild Calling. Ah. It's by Richard Louvre. And um, he takes, because um, while I uh, have been an animal in all my past lives, I still, um, I need to learn in a 3D way about animals, mm -hmm. animal, animal behavior, um, their cognitive abilities, um, their instincts, uh, studies that we've done on them, research, things like that. And so this book is a lot of... Um, personal experiences with animals and then like research that backs it up and where we think that we are going in the future with animals. And I really love this book. And um, one of the things that he talks about is the uh -huh. habitat of the heart. And it is, um, he, he calls it the space where you, you and an animal come like literally the physical space in between you two. Um, and he, he was mostly talking about wild animal encounters, but I believe this can translate to all of our animal encounters where the, that animal leaves itself for a moment and you leave yourself for a moment. And like th those two energies meet each other in the middle. Yes. And it is this space where different cultures have called it divine and they've called it 
um, when you step out of yourself and you meet that animal and you Mm -hmm. are yourself. I mean, just wholly for a moment, because I don't know if you've had an encounter with a wild animal, even if it's just a deer Mm -hmm. and that deer makes eye contact with you. And for a moment you are like, not yourself, but you are so much closer to yourself than you've ever been. It's like you're out mm-hmm. of body and that animal and you are meeting each other in this in this sacred space that has been called the space in between, the liminal space, um, the habitat of the heart, which we share with everything, mm-hmm. every being, uh, plants, animals. Uh, and, and That is fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to check I, out that book. Right? That's a concept I'm... Yeah. You should, it's so good. And it's like an easy uh, enough read. Like his, he, the way that he mm-hmm. writes is beautiful. Um, and he's like a, he's a well-known uh, nature uh, writer um, in that community. And so, um, and he connects you to so many other resources and other books out there. People that have taken like a spiritual path with um, nature and animals and people that have taken more of like a uh, mm-hmm. scientific uh, cut and dry path and then what those two can like learn from each other and it's it's just really that really is wonderful work, so. I will definitely check that out I have had um, okay. some pretty crazy uh, wild animal encounters but we've been talking a long time so I don't want to go into all that but uh, yeah I would love to um, talk about that another time because and I actually just had a really strange sure. thing recently and I, and I understand what it is but um, I had this weird mind meld with this tiny little bug and I still haven't been able to go online and, uh, identify what kind of insect he was. It was a, he, but, uh, we had this, he talked to me, we, we had this sort of mind meld thing. And then I saw through his eyes and he told me some stuff and said, um, you're supposed to practice so that you can see through animal eyes later. And I was like, okay, cool. if you say so, little guy. <laughs> but I felt like I went to someplace else, like you're saying. Like it, it physically felt like we met in this in-between place. It was really psychedelic, mm-hmm. to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, That's it was so very cool. strange. And, you know, there was this time that I, when I was a little girl, I snuck into the bear enclosure Um at a zoo because you know I grew up in the 70s so most of my childhood was zoos and circuses and then I would cry um but I snuck into the bear cage and fed him an ice cream and everybody freaked out and but I was fine and the bear was fine it was just the people that had a problem um yeah isn't that fantastic it's beautiful (laughs) sun bear um Uh-huh, a sun bear, a sun bear, and this poor, he he was in Florida, totally didn't belong there. I was probably like in there, my little, little kid brain going, hey, buddy, you need to get out of here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. One of the other cards that you got, and I just, I can't wait to send you all these pictures, uh, the hanged muse. Flipping your perspective, seeing things anew, being in flow with the universe, letting go, new vantage points leading to new knowledge, empathic understanding, spiritual lessons, and your prompt is insightful exposure. Um, Yeah, and then the last one that um, I pulled for you, because this is what they were just like, take this one, put this one, put that one there, put this one there, and they all go together. Uh, seven of inspiration and inspiration is, um, wands or magic. 
Uh, defending your position, being attacked, protecting your inner light, other people's negative opinions or scarcity mindsets, internal versus external validation, mm -hmm. energetic shields, paying attention to your energy, prompt, obligatory bravado. So what I get from all of these, <laughs> uh, the priestess is at the top of this all, and, and that is you. And then, you know, you have your strength grounded in your, um, your lion guide there, and you are flipping the script on um, what other people think and how they perceive animals and the way animals communicate with us and the way we communicate with them and you are being called to have bravado right now you are you are being called to just walk in your truth and not worry about what anybody else thinks about it because there are going to be plenty of people who do resonate with what you're saying and um really get it and you're going to help a lot of people uh open up and grow Yeah, I, uh, that really, really resonates. Um, I've been, I just pulled a card, uh, the other day and it was a let two become one card, which in the past I've seen as a romantic card, but I knew that that was not what the message at all. And it was about, um, basically merging because right <clears throat> now I'm living two lives basically where I can sit and tell you that, you know, your, your dog is a horse spirit. And like, I've met dragon spirits and, <clears throat> and animals and, and things like that and I know I can I know my path and then I also have another side of me that is um who I've been for the last right. 26 years um and it is uh I'm hesitant to merge the two because I know how many people are gonna think I'm just I feel that but, um, I mean I really just came fully out of the woo yeah. closet with this podcast like a few weeks ago I had been <laughs> um doing, you know, posting tarot readings online for a little over a year, uh, about a year and a half. But, um, you know, I was still not really incorporating it into my, uh, you know, my, my, my street identity, for lack of a better word. It kind of feels like we're all like <laughs> undercover cops or something or have been a lot of us lightworker people. I know. Oh, goodness. Playing these roles, knowing we're playing these roles, but going, hey, I think there's something else I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm afraid to tell everyone because they're going to think I am nuts. Um, but we're, we're beyond yeah. that. We're beyond the point where we we need to worry yeah. about that because um, anyone that uh, feels that way um, probably isn't meant to be around us or influencing us. And then there will be countless more that are awakened or inspired or um, assisted by the work that, you know, you're doing and that I'm doing and that all of us are doing. I really believe that. Yeah. Well, my goodness, we could just yeah. talk for hours. I have a feeling, but I know you have appointments and things you need to go do. Is there any um, parting thoughts that you would like to leave with the listeners? Um, just to really see what can happen when you give your animal permission, if you have a pet or just any animals that you come into contact with, just to really be themselves and try not to project what you think that they should be mm -hmm. doing onto them and, uh, just, just see what happens and, uh, just really, 
yeah, just let them let them be themselves. And also, uh, they don't always want us in their space like we think we mm -hmm. they do, like with our pets. Um, so giving them uh, the option to have us in their space or not um, and giving them some of their power back to make some decisions for themselves. Yeah, that's a really good so uh, point try. there because they, they're their own uh, being and should have some autonomy too. I totally get what you're saying. A lot of times exactly. we, we tend to yep. push them in this role, you know, as a member of our family and then we don't give them any space to go have their me time. If they <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah. As much as I want to pet every dog mm -hmm. that I meet, I um, even well, like if I'm on a trail or something and I, I ask to pet their dog and then the dog doesn't mm -hmm. want me to pet it. The owner sometimes will try to force the dog to be pet. And I say, no, no, I like it to mm -hmm. be like their choice if they'd like me to pet them or not. Because even as an ambassador for the animal realm, that doesn't mean that every animal I meet is just like so stoked to see me because they all have their own you know trauma that they're working to yeah that makes too, so that makes Just perfect sense well thank you so much ashley of divine dingo for being on my grooving goddess podcast and they can find you uh on your podcast on all platforms pretty much i would imagine um at divine dingo podcast it's really a joy to listen yes. to so go mm -hmm. check that out and follow her everywhere and then where can they find you online or via email etc for readings and um to follow you um awesome yeah so i uh have an instagram it's at divine.dingo um and i am in the process of building a website um, and having like a scheduling platform um, to where people can look at my availability, choose a time that works best for them, pay mm -hmm. right on the spot, things like that. Um, but until that launches, if you are interested in um, getting a reading from me, you can email me. It's uh, divinedingopodcast at gmail.com um, or just reach out to me on Instagram. Like I said, it's at divine.dingo. Um, and we can that go from there. Um, so yeah. Oh, you you're so welcome. Much, I am so happy to have had you on Ashley and I just know we'll be talking again because this stuff is so much fun to talk about. And I will, uh, include the cards, um, in the, post on Instagram for this episode and then I will also send these to you an email because they are so pretty <laughs> I just think you're going to love these images alright well thank it. you so much and um, you know all my listeners out there please go listen to Divine Dingo podcast and connect with Ashley if you you know want to tap into that animal realm and find your true spirit thank you so much Ashley Thank you again for being with me, Grooving Goddess and Ashley of Divine Dingo Podcast. I had so much fun doing that interview and I know you enjoyed hearing it and I bet you learned a lot. I am so excited. I could see uh, Ashley in the future um, giving these seminars and teaching people how to talk to the animals uh, like she does. And... Um, I really hope that you follow her and listen to her and kind of get in touch with that part of yourself. We really all need to be giving as much energy to nature and the planet as we can. 
this isn't about saving uh, the earth because the earth will be fine with or without us. This is about balancing the energy of the earth and nature out of love and honestly to make reparations for what we have done that has caused the imbalance on the planet which is manifesting in all of these huge weather anomalies that we are experiencing so if we tap into the animal realm and we tap into the energy in all uh, living and even inanimate things around us like rocks and crystals and mountains uh, don't limit yourself to tiny things that you can hold in your hand um, we will be giving love to the earth in a selfless manner instead of a saving our own asses manner uh, so I'm gonna take you out with a little talk to the animals because I cannot talk about this subject without having Dr. Doolittle running through my head I must have watched that movie close to a thousand times as I was growing up and of course now I mean if I watch it I, I'm sure there will be glaringly uh, obvious things that are racist and sexist and uh, weird but the one thing it did was made people think a little differently about animals and it's just such a fun funny song as always feel free to skip me singing but I'm going to keep doing it because um, people seem to like it. And that is part of healing. That is part of ascension. That is part of putting joy in the world. Whatever you're creating, whatever you're doing that brings you joy or brings others joy helps our world. It helps the ascension of everyone. It helps the mindset of everyone. So do something creative. Enjoy whatever things you enjoy and and don't you know keep that from yourself right now you may have just heard Sophie uh scurfing in the background saying yeah do what makes your heart sing man so we'll see you next time I'll probably upload a card energy reading in the next uh, day or so from the news tarot and check out my other podcast call me Karen with the obnoxious spelling C-A-E-R-Y-N all of that can be found um, on all the platforms and you know my bios and there's a call me Karen on IG um, I've unintentionally started some kind of <laughs> massive podcast uh, project, but everyone needs a hobby, right? And this is the way to get your voice out there. And people who love podcasts need content. Gosh darn it. So have a wonderful week and I can't wait to bring you another interview with a really cool community member. Oh, I almost forgot. One last thing, we name drop Mila Shea from the community that we participated in, which is the, it's it's from the Soberish podcast with Jessa Reed, but now it's just become this amazing haven of really uh, wonderful people who are either just awakening to Ascension or have been doing light work for a long time. Mila Shea is a fantastic uh, intuitive reader and um, has her own podcast called the vagrant gimp podcast and uh that is because she spent some time 
um, homeless and has um, a disability that she has triumphantly dealt with and she man she shares these workout videos you should see her she is a badass warrior in the warrior spirit uh, light warrior in the gym I'll tell you that it's very inspiring but anyway listen to her podcast too and I had to throw that in there because we mentioned her and thank you Mila because you are part of what is bringing everyone in our community together If we could talk to the animals, just imagine it, chatting with a chimp and chimpanzee. Imagine talking to a tiger, chatting with a cheetah, what a neat achievement it would be. If we could talk to the animals, learn their languages, we could take an animal degree. We'd study elephant and eagle, buffalo and beagle, alligator, kitty, pig and flea. We would converse in polar bear and python, and we would curse influent kangaroo. If people asked us, can you speak rhinoceros? We'd say, of course, can't you? If we conferred with our furry friends, man to animal, think of all the things we could discuss. If we could walk with the animals, talk with the animals, grunt and squeak and spark with the animals, and they could If we consulted with quadrupeds, think what fun we'd have asking over crocodiles for tea. Or maybe lunch with two or three lions, walruses, and sea lions. What a lovely place the world would be. We'd learn to speak in antelope and turtle. Our Pekingese would be extremely good. If we were asked to sing in hippopotamus, we'd say, why not us? And woo! And I am sure every octopus. Lobster and platypus certainly would see it as a plus If we could talk with the animals, walk with the animals Grunt and squeak and squawk with the animals And they